Hello guys, we are back here. We are back here <laughs> to discuss AEW's Dynamite on Wednesday night the 23rd. That's right. We had a kind of a different night. Things were supposed to happen that didn't happen. A lot of things got shooken up. Unfortunately, we were supposed to have a six-man tag match. Yeah. That got canceled because someone else has come down with COVID. Yes, unfortunately, Lance Archer tested positive for COVID, as well as Ben Carter was before as well. To touch real quickly, um, unfortunately, we lost Road Warrior Animal. Um, Sadly, I've met this gentleman. He was a sweet man. Um, When I first started watching wrestling in the early 90s, hey man, Road Warrior, Hawk were the Road Warriors. They were the first tag team that I actually remember watching Aww. yeah so it was kind of a shock to me shock to my system it came out of nowhere the man had heart and kidney failure Aww, from what i read what um unfortunately we did lose a great performer an animal in the ring but <laughs> a sweetheart outside of it Aww. so this episode is dedicated to him yes we wish you a wonderful afterlife i did not get to know who you were but i'm pretty sure that derek here will show me plenty of matches hey there's a lot that i can show you (laughs) (laughs) wrestling never stops i'll tell you that much (laughs) yes and we hope that you enjoy the artwork that derek has done if you guys haven't seen it it's on his Instagram. instagram at demonic lunacy so be sure to check it out it's beautiful work and we Hope he rests in peace. So, um, now to kick off the show. Yes, the first thing up is Kip Sabian, who was, uh, you know, with his wifey, Penelope Ford. Fiance. And they introduced Miro. Yeah, fiance, sorry. They introduced Miro, who made his debut. Is this his debut? Yep. This is basically this is his, his in-ring debut. debut. And I was actually shocked who they're up against. They were up against Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. Yo, I like that. I was not... I did not expect that. I really hoped for uh, Sonny Kiss to win the match, but I knew that Miro would be the one because, I mean, he... This is his debut, and yo, like he looked really lean too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! Oh, he's getting big. He... Like he looks like the clean type of big. Yeah, you know what I mean? look, not a look, big big, a bad big, steroided. a really good big. <laughs> um, me personally, I'm. I love that they're using uh, Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss. They're. Oh, I love their tag team. They have become so formidable together. They, they're so wonderful to watch together. They really have such sass and attitude. I love I love the way they are. They're very silly, too. So, But they're both really great performers, too. They're very underrated, I think. And Sonny, week in and week out, I keep saying this every week, Sonny's getting better and better. There are some people that you can put on that TV week in and muscle. week out, and they don't show any enhancement. No. Or an improvement. Yeah, they... Sunny is constantly improving, constantly proving to us that she is worthy of being in the ring. Yep. Definitely. Um, she was really fast against Kip Sabian, mm-hmm. and, you know, she had a good start against him. And until Joey Janela was tagged in, um... They Sunny tried to- Kiss and... 
and Joey Janela actually double teamed against Kip Sabian. So it was a good start of how they showed their dominance as a tag team together and how well they worked together. I love that they tried to keep us built up in anticipation by keeping uh, Miro out of the ring. Yeah, oh man, they had him like getting teased left and right. And but yet, you know, Miro made a quick tag in and he dominated Sunny Kiss, unfortunately. Yeah, um, um, which was expected. Of course, it was expected. Yeah, he like threw her around like it was like no problem. Like, Yo, like a Sunny, sack of potatoes. That if was Sunny crazy. Kiss is a concrete rose, I don't know how he was tossing that lug of concrete around. Oh man, he said, No, this is concrete I could lift because he was throwing her everywhere. Um, you know, and unfortunately, when Sunny Kiss was trying to make a tag. Uh, she was actually distracted by Miro the ref was busy talking to Miro and they didn't see that she actually tagged in Joey Janela. Ah classic heel move. Classic heel move. I love it. So you know Sunny Kiss was dragged in by Miro and got dominated. It was like crazy. Look Miro is throwing people around left and right. He's Showing that he's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, he's a beast. Like but he is a beast. He did fuck up. I'm not gonna lie. Where did he fuck up? Okay, so he tweaked his knee. Oh, that's right. Um, sadly, he did tweak his knee. Yeah, um, he actually injured his knee. But uh, he even said he went on the record saying, "Look, if my knee was not as messed up as it was, he." He jumped out of the ring. He landed on it. He tweaked it. Yeah. Um, he was, Accidents happen. It though, does. He was know? supposed to toss uh, Kip Sabian over the barricade, I believe. Kip? Or Ma- Sonny? Sonny Kiss. Sorry. <laughs> Kip Kiss. Sorry. Um, you yeah, did it before. S-K-K-S. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, was supposed to throw uh, Kip Sabian... No, sorry. Sonny Kiss into Joey Janela over the barricade. After he tweaked his knee, he couldn't fully lift Sunny Kiss, but... Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, you had Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss having their comebacks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I gotta say, though, Joey Janela was really tenacious. Like, he was really... Oh, he's a beast. He was really fast that night. He's, like, another one that would be really interesting to see against even Matt Seidel. Mm-hmm. Think, you know, but for now... Um, hey, maybe Matt Seidel could even be a triple threat with Kiss and Janela. I don't know. Like, that'd be a six-man tag? I would like to see that. Yeah. So we had Miro hit his super kick into the... What is it? The game over? Yeah. Is that his move? It is. It's the the camel clutch, or back in the day, he used to call it the accolade. Okay. Um, the camel clutch was made famous by the Iron Sheik. Now it's called Game Over. <laughs> They're sticking to the whole Twitch thing. I like it. I love it. I appreciate right. that. Kip Sabian is huge on Twitch. If you guys as is Miro. Twitch. Miro's a huge Twitcher. Oh yes, they both do. So if you guys are interested, you guys can find them on Twitch and see what they are streaming. But um, I give this match a seven. I gave it a seven point five. Um, I feel like if Miro wasn't so sloppy. That if it would have gotten so better. Human, but I look, think. I give Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss an 8 out of 10 for this whole match. Yeah, they But awesome. Miro brought it down. Uh, Miro yeah, did bring it, it down like for a, me. It wasn't so finessed of a debut. No, but, but I do look forward great. to seeing what he brings to the table. I, yeah. I think he was always a phenomenal superstar. I really feel like he was always underrated. And look, he's going to have his time to shine now. True. And they use 
Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela to lift Kip Sabian and Miro up into the tag team ranks. Yeah. So they're going to slowly come up through the ranks and they're going to be a formidable tag team to go against whoever is the champions in the future. They're not going to get that shot now, but give it four months, three months. No, maybe next pay-per-view, they can get up there. They're definitely showing that they can do this. They can perform at a pro level. And they'll have it. They'll have their time to shine, I'm pretty sure. I can't wait to see that belt on Sunny Kiss, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Any of the belts. to be like, I would even hope the TNT belt. Though she had a great performance and debut with um, Cody against it when he was TNT champion. I just see her evolving every single week, and she's just done so much. I, I didn't, haven't even seen her on Dark, but... Um, she's amazing. And sorry if I'm not using the correct pronoun. I still can't find out how she refers to if she's a he or she because I I'm just gonna go interchange between both because that's what they're doing with the commentating team. Well, I'm I'm ignorant. I'm not really doing my research right. So I do promise that I will be better for this in the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. We had Eddie Kingston coming out when they finished that match. And he was storming out. Yo, he, he stormed that ring quickly, son. And he was like, hey, for those of you who are not on the internet, I'm up tonight against John Moxley. Yet again, they're showing how they... This is how they actually uh, counteracted the six-man tag match with Lance Archer. Yes. Archer got came down with covid it was supposed to be a big six tag match six tag team match six man tag team match Burr, sorry <laughs> blabble mouth it was supposed to be archer and team ftw against will hobbs darby allen and moxley right um tony Khan went online went to twitter saying since unfortunate circumstances and since Eddie Kingston never really was eliminated... Which he announced, it's like he was never eliminated in the Battle Royal. That we will get the match we were supposed to get between Kingston and Mox. Yes. Which, Kingston has 18 years worth of experience. Yeah, he deserves this shot. I completely agree. Like, I don't know nothing about him. I love him immediately when he came into his debut with AEW, but... When I found out he's an 18-year veteran, I'm like, oh, shit. Look, him and Moxie came from the same places. Yeah. Not, not the E, but before the E, before they went their own ways. Yeah, they... Kingston ended up going to Impact. Mox, oh, okay. Mox ended up going to, uh, what's it called? WWE. Um, <laughs> yeah, which... <laughs> Eddie Kingston <clears throat> shit all over um, WWE and... He even said that Mox sold out. Uh, how he even he said that he sold, sold his soul. He sold his soul to the devil. He did though. He really did, and he was calling him out all night, taunting him. He's <laughs> he's like Mox is a sports entertainer, which is another shot at WWE. Oh, so, shots fired. I mean, look. But yeah, he called. The him E out. tried to sign Eddie Kingston recently. Before he had that TNT title match with uh, Cody Rhodes. Okay. And then they tried to sign him again the night after. Uh, because they liked his um, attitude. Um, but, he's a great shit talker. But they wanted <laughs> to sign him as a performance coach. Ew. As, yeah. as a Paul Heyman? Not even a Paul Heyman. They wanted to make him... Uh, 
Uh, Paul Heyman, please come to WWE. A promo. I mean, to AEW, please. Oh my gosh. A promo coach. So basically, so basically put it this way. AEW superstars can go out there and do their own promos, but WWE superstars have to follow a script. What's the point of having an, a promo coach if you have to follow a script? No, then they're completely diminishing his personality and mm-hmm. his demeanor and how he can deliver these things off his head. His mother even told him, you better sign with AEW and stay oh, away from shit. WWE. Mama said, he listened to his mama. Cause mama he's said, doing, knock you out. He's doing amazing. And I like how they butted heads and they had the referees coming out to separate them. So we got a great excitement start for the main event which was him against Moxley. Great way to hype it up immediately. He yes. has great energy, great ring presence. Always. Always great to see Kingston on the mic. I oh I I freaking love the way this dude talks. I freaking love him. He's I I liked Moxley a lot when he had his debut in AEW last year, you know, like when AEW first started. Mm-hmm. But oh my goodness, I'm just like in awe of this dude. I'm like, wow, he's such a good shit talker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, he's got that New York attitude, man. Oh, I love That's why you gotta love. He got that hood shit going on for him. He's great. I mean, I love Taz because he's from my hometown, Brooklyn. But you know, um, Eddie Kingston brings a great attitude to his character. I love it. 100%. So, um, we had another match go on after that. We had Evil Uno versus Hangman Page. Oh, yeah. I, this is Evil Uno's, like, is this his singles debut? No. No, man. no. He's had single matches before, but, okay. um, this was kind of a big one. First off, Kenny Omega came out on commentary again. Yes, that's right. Um, he even said to the commentary commentating team, He's done being a tag team. He's over it. That part of him that's wanted to be a tag team has died. But yo, how is it like he keeps talking so highly of Hangman and then he just like doesn't even care anymore and like leaves. This is how you form a great rival. Oh my goodness. This is the this is called the slow burn build up. I can't tell well Hangman's performance definitely showed that he's gotten more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Evil Uno had the Dark Order watching over him. Yeah, he had uh, Five and Dime. That's number five and ten okay. together. That's their new tag team name, apparently. Oh, five and Dime. Yep. Um, <laughs> he, there's Cole Cabana out there. Anna J, the Queen Slayer. Freaking smiling as Cole Cabana. <laughs> And smiling as John Silver. I love John Silver. Oh my god, John Silver is so adorable. I don't know how him and Colt are even in this thing, but it's very funny. Um, it was a great match. I I personally loved it. I've okay. always been a fan of Evil Uno. I've always been a fan of uh, Hangman Page. Yeah, Evil Uno actually put up a performance I didn't think. I, I liked that in the beginning he used the referee as a shield. <laughs> you know, and he did like a neckbreaker to Paige, but oh, the reversal for the kick. Yes, yes, it, like he did pretty well. Like I, he impressed me to be honest. And um, based on some of the things that you've shown me, he's gotten in shape and he looks great. He looks, you know, he looks like a great performer. It took him two years to get into better shape than he was. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. Man. You know, quarantine's good for some people. I'll tell you that. Good much. for you, dude. Good for you. I'm glad that he's doing something he loves doing too. Um, but I also loved how he was like ordering the Dark Order to leave and to not interfere because mm-hmm. you know he wanted to show his own dominance. He's he's not the leader of the Dark Order, but 
He is number one. Everyone's under him. He's the evil uno. Except for Brody Lee. <laughs> so, me personally, I think Uno is very agile for his size. I agree. He does high flying moves, even though he's a heavyweight. Yeah. Was that him that did the moonsault? Um, yeah, he did the swanton bomb. Yo, that was crazy. I did not expect that from him at all. That was that was very, very, very impressive. You know, when he does it with uh, Stu Grayson, it's like, all right, it's a tag team match. It's going to be fast-paced, you know? But yeah. when you see it with a singles match, it's like, so he can power people up, and then he can be the high-flying uh, agility man. Do it's fantastic. Think- do you think Dark Order was trying to fuck him up? Because he's the only one that like doesn't want interference from them or even stops them from interfering, which we will get into later. But he stops them from interfering a lot. And he's, you know, is he showing signs that he should be just a singles person? Could he lead the Dark Order? He can lead the Dark Order, but I don't think... Uh... Did you say lead or leave? Leave. I don't think he's going to leave. I don't think he's going to leave the Dark Order. Maybe there might be, uh, you know, a little, like, heads clashing in the Dark Order. Maybe it's a Maybe, maybe uh, him and, uh, I don't know, maybe he might get sick of Brody Lee's ways eventually, you know? Because, mm, look, Brody Lee is known to be an agitator of people. He does abuse his members of his cult quote-unquote cult um he abuses john silver 24 7 he which he did in this this match against hangman in bte he abuses evil uno (laughs) um he abuses everyone except for Stu grayson put it that way in bte really really okay but um unfortunately i knew hangman was gonna win yeah i I predicted Hangman. me personally my favorite out of the two is evil uno but no, I liked the, I liked Paige's dominance that night. Like the way he like uh ended the match with his buckshot lariat. You know, he it was kind of predictable on how it was gonna go for me in this match. And look, I gave it like a seven out of ten because I was impressed but not really. Okay. So I was just like this was a it was a good match. It was a good match. I understand what they're doing with Hangman. They're building him up for Kenny Omega. Right. And right. they're gonna try and put on one of the best matches out there. They're trying Everybody knows, everybody has heard the rumors, Kenny Omega is the best in the world. <laughs> Kenny Omega Let's puts see. on the six-star matches, those seven-star matches. Again. Um, but away. they're showing Hangman's worth, I, find, I feel like, right now. Okay. They're putting his spotlight on him right now. Um, yeah. He really hasn't had that spotlight. Everybody's like, Young Bucks this, Young Bucks that. You know, um, Kenny Omega this, you know? That's true. In the beginning of AEW, they did have that big shine where he was the underrated man in the group. And then he went down with depression because of alcoholism. Yeah. But, um, look. He went down the drinking bottle. I think this is going to be a great buildup. This looks like he's, um, did he even have a beer that night? I don't remember. He didn't get handed a beer. I'm not so... sure if he did or didn't. Um, I don't know. I, I really wasn't paying attention with that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> But, you know, he noticed that Kenny did walk away again from commentary. And, you know, he's probably just accepting it more and more now. Yeah, hey, look, you need to accept that. You're a single superstar. You've had two great match, Two or is it three great matches in three weeks? I don't remember. Was it three for three now? I... Oh, Singles I, matches I, I, that I uh, Kenny Omega's been on commentary. I think it's three weeks now. No, 
I think it's three weeks <laughs> now that he's been in singles matches. Okay. Look, they're building it up. I love it. I'm excited for this build-up for him versus Sangman, for uh, Kenny Omega. I just want to see uh, Kenny Turner ready. I really do. Yeah, I'm getting a little tired of waiting. They are putting <laughs> Hangman against all heels. So it's like, okay, Hangman's going to be the face. Omega's going to be the heel. I'm just wondering how they're going to deliver Omega to be the heel that he's going to be, like the cleaner. And... I have a couple of suspicions. Okay. Well. We got that uh, anniversary show coming up on the 14th. So right. maybe if you put a hangman against someone like, I don't know, let's see the leader of the Dark Order, you oh, know, because, hey, Evil Uno couldn't get it done. I can get it done. They yeah. kind of want hangman in the Dark Order. They've hinted at that in BTE before. Oh, they have tempted him in. So they've offered him the Kool-Aid. <laughs> maybe we will get a, a one-on-one match between him and Brody Lee. And then Kenny Omega comes down and turns heel on him. Oh, it's a for him to lose. Okay. Yeah, okay. but that's unlikely right. right now. So, so next up, Matt Jackson got interviewed by uh, Tony, Tony Schiavone. Schiavone. Tony Schiavone, then. So, um, Tony Schiavone just gets shit on all the time. <laughs> always. I like that Matt actually apologized. He said he shouldn't have done the things that him and his brother had done to oh Alex Marvez. That was so bullshit. That was such bullshit. And then they destroy his phone. Yeah, he just because well, Tony Schiavone had to shove in his face. <laughs> um, that you know he mentions FTR, and then you know he mentions even the Young Bucks, and he's kind of like making it seem like it's their fault. You know, and I'm sorry. I said the Young Bucks. Ugh. Basically, he calls out the Young Bucks feel like they've been messed up by FTR. Mm-hmm. And how do they feel about that? Matt Jackson got really offended. And he was like, oh, that's what you want to talk about? How about, uh, you know, and he started messing up interviewers' names. Like he started saying Alex. Alex's name wrong. He was even saying other interviewer names and he was showing like this personality like he got he got tight and then he broke his phone i was like what the fuck (laughs) this shit was crazy i love it i love the way the young bucks are going down that heel route yeah and then the young bucks pay him with their bucks yep just shove that money he's like here get yourself a get a new phone get a new upgrade Oh my gosh. But yeah, he's like, let's not talk about that anymore. And then he closed the door on Tony Schiavone. Interesting seeing Nick's not there. Just saying. Yeah, because he was like, don't worry, Matt, I got this. I got this. I mean, no, wait, sorry. Matt was saying, don't worry, Nick, I got this. Mm-hmm. But um, that led into another match that we had, which was Orange Cassidy and Brody Lee. Oh man, Taz actually did a great promo on Tuesday night, late night dynamite, where he was hyping up Brody Lee, and we had Jim Ross hyping up Orange Cassidy. So they had a really nice promo on Tuesday night for this match, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> we saw that Brody Lee was joined by the Dark Order, and we saw Eva Una was still a little injured from his match earlier with Hangman. See, we had everyone that was ringside for Evil Uno except for Cole Cabana. Oh, Uno, snap. I didn't Evil Uno that. replaced Cole Cabana. Oh, um, is that what it was? We okay. had that. We didn't have That's the best friends ringside, which actually shocked me. That's true. I figured if we had the they, I, you know, Dark Order, we would have best friends. 
Yeah, but you know, the Dark Order usually comes out with their leader anyway, regardless. So, <clears throat> but I like how Orange Cassidy started dressing up different members of the Dark Order. He put a jacket on somebody. He put oh, he put the jacket on somewhere. John Silver. John yes. Silver beat the sh- shit down with the jacket down. <laughs> he put um, his glasses on Anna J. Yep. Um, he brought he went old school. He brought back all the old school Orange Cassidy gags. Yes. The hands in the pockets, the orange kicks. Yes. Um. And his size, his, you know, I mentioned about the size of like, five was foot it, ten. Yeah, of other other people, but yo, Brody Lee against Orange Cassidy is like me against the world. I like I'm Orange Cassidy, so tiny, and just like everybody is gigantic and huge. Orange Cassidy is gigantic to her. Listen, all right. He's five We're foot not ten. Talk about that right Brody now. Brody Lee is like not six foot Jeez, eight or some shit. Orange Cassidy is five foot ten. Yeah. There's no way. How yeah. tall is Brody Lee? Like seven feet tall? Almost. God. Six eight. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> the the size difference was definitely crazy. Yeah. But I love how Orange Cassidy started out the match by putting his hands in his pockets. We all got hype, and then he starts with his kicks. <laughs> and you know, of course, Brody Lee like does a huge kick to him to stop. Funny. That pump kick, very strong. The what? The pump kick. The pump kick is a, that what it's a called? A big, it's a big heel kick, a pump oh, kick. Oh, there's a lot of different terms for it. A I big took boot. it so differently because I thought like you pump up the crowd with like the oh. <laughs> no, like pump as in the action, like it. Pushing forward the kick into the person's okay, face. Okay, okay. Like a pump. Right. No, I um, Alright, yeah. Some wrestlers call it a big boot. It's I There's a lot of that. different names for it. But, um... Poor John Silver, man. I really feel bad for this dude. He gets abused left and right. Oh my god, yes. I like, lo- Brody Lee was I do love that around. he's the title bearer. That oh, he, every time he held up the title, like, Brody Lee got so mad. <laughs> he got <laughs> so annoyed with him, like... You know, back and forth, Orange Cassidy was doing a lot of different suicidas. And, you know, even though the Dark Order catched him, Brody Lee did a suicida. And, you know, he started dominating Orange Cassidy. But, mm-hmm. you know, him and the Dark Order were doing things. But while they were doing that, he was tossing John Silver around. He was like, get out of my way. <laughs> Yo, it got to a point where uh, he used John Silver as a shield. Yes, actually, he did. I forgot about that. He um, did. Orange Cassidy was very close to hitting Tilt the World DDT, but we saw. All right, so he re- reversed. He right? reversed it into the Big Boss Slam. Oh, which, that's what it is. Which it's a Tilt the World backbreaker or some shit like that. But <laughs> look, he, the way he did it was powerful. There was somebody back in the day named the Big Boss Man. He worked for WWE for Vince McMahon's uh, corporation. Mm. He was born with his corporate goonie, goonies in the... He was basically a cop. Put it this way. He was a cop, and his finisher was the Big Boss Slam. Oh, I love that okay. they're calling him... The, giving him the Big Boss Slam when he's the boss of the Dark Order. Oh, I see. I, I like see how it's like hand-in-hand hand okay. with it. I really do. Right, okay. Um, I do like that they're actually comparing Brody Lee to the legend Bruiser Brody. I know you don't know much about him, but Bruiser Brody was... Oh. A massive force to be reckoned with. Okay. Um, there's a lot of dark history with Bruiser Brody. That's not for now. If you want to learn about that, go watch Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> very highly, uh, very good episode. Very good episode of that show. 
Okay. Um, but uh. Yeah, how about the, like Orange Cassidy like falling to miss all those discus shots though. <laughs> oh my God, he played possum three times. He played three possum times in a like row. five times, I think. It felt like it was it three. It, it was three like or four. It felt like so many, but he kept. He just goes it. so slow that it feels like it more. It was so great. I love it. He made a comeback. And the he, way that Brody got l- mad at it though was hysterical. Yeah, like he got. He started loving the hate and the booze from everybody when he was dominating Cassidy, but. You know, when Arch Cassidy kept dodging these shots, he's like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then he started doing it. He landed two suicidas onto the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. He took them all out with an orange punch. Yep. He hit five with the orange punch. Yes, um, that's who it was. John um, Silvermouth go hit uh, Cassidy with the belt, but ends up hitting ten instead. So five right. and down, get down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Orange Cassidy just ambushes John Silver. Yeah. So I like that Orange Cassidy was able to hold his own against all of Dark Order. Yo, he made a comeback against not only Brody Lee, but his Goonies as well. And he, you know, landed two Total World DDTs in a row, was it? Yeah. And it was crazy. I was I was really hyped. I thought it would be like, you know, that he would actually win this thing. Like, oh my God. Are they going to really give it to Cassidy? Very close. I'll be so hype. Very I'll be so close. hype. I, I was on the edge of my seat for this. I really was. It, yeah, it was really good. And we had John Silver interfering. I love that you get uh, Orange Cassidy putting on an actual match with Brody Lee. Against when, anybody. Yeah, and then Cody just gets decimated. Like, I don't get that. You know what? I don't, I don't get that. You know what? That but, wasn't um, a great exit for Cody. I'll no, be honest. it wasn't. But it was a great... This was a great entrance for Cody. I'll tell you that much. The ending of this match. Oh, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Because after Brody Lee landed his "This Is Clothesline," you know Cody's music starts playing, and he comes out with freaking black hair. Oh my Yo, God. first off, his light scheme has changed up. It's, yes. all, it's all red lights. It's all. It's black red. and red now. He's turning heel too, along with like him and his wife are showing like and this his new wife, personality. They box. Let's see what happens with uh, Kenny. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But his logo was changed from red, and in the uh, changed to red. It starts off red and changes to black and white. Oh, does it? Yes. Oh. Yep. Um, he changed his hair black. Oh man. Um, he was able to destroy Five and Dime. Yeah, he easily. started attacking the Dark Order and. Cra- and where was Brody Lee? He was calling him out that he has the audacity. (laughs) Audacity. The audacity, but he went to grab his dog leash and he made all these, like, threats. Um, well, he did, uh, challenge him to a match. He did, yeah. I guess... He has one week to answer. Yeah, so he's gonna be answering tomorrow night. Yes, so we're gonna find out. Yep, um, no, he's been gone for five weeks, Cody, right now. Oh, he's been gone for five weeks. Yeah, it's been five weeks since we haven't seen Cody Rhodes. That's right. We saw him a couple of weeks ago when he gave a promo for that TV show he's doing. Yes, he's one of the judges on a new TV show. In ring, it's been five weeks, and that that was quick. That enough? It didn't feel like five weeks. Not at all. Like, it didn't feel like a month. I don't know if it's quarantine, but every day it just merged together quickly. You know, it probably is quarantine. (laughs) But regardless, I'm really excited to see that Cody has this new look. Like, he has let go of the... He's got the man in black daddy, look. Of his daddy's look. And he has, like, this new demeanor. And it's just, oh, it's so sexy. I think it's so hot. That black on the black, black on black yes, uh, 
super dark super dark i think he looks darker than the dark order (laughs) so i'm really excited to see him coming back and you know Brody lee calling him out you know are you a man or are you a coward let's see who puts the dog leash on who next week who's gonna be who's tomorrow (laughs) because we are recording on a tuesday night but i'm hoping this leads to a dog collar match Oh, yeah. is that such thing as a thing? I is mean, that a it, match? it could be something. We've had a Mimosa Mayhem match. Why not a dog collar match? Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. With the new thing. There <laughs> have been strap matches where you strap each other's hands to a leather strap. And, oh, I've heard of yeah, that one. Um, JBL and uh, John Cena put on some crazy, vicious looking things. Vicious. JBL? Yeah, you don't oh. want to see that. Their oh, backs wow. were fucked up okay um but well, yeah i'm interested to see what cody's gonna say for the first time he's gonna give his response tomorrow yes, um I agree. maybe he tells him to go fuck off who knows but uh maybe he has someone else coming in to do it maybe he's gonna have uh dustin come in and say hey nah i'm gonna give him another chance at a comeback but uh i am looking forward to cody's comeback tomorrow night see him back in the ring and see what he has to say same same i can't wait so next up we have the celebration of the anniversary of Matt Hardy of his birthday. It's his vessel's birthday. It's his vessel's birthday, that's right. So Whichever Matt Hardy is. <laughs> Excuse me, oh my gosh, I think that this was um just himself, just really Matt Hardy. I love just Matt right now. Yeah. Just being himself. He's no just gimmicks, himself. no nothing. You don't need anything else. Yeah, and he came out and was joined by Private Party. So they had like a nice little party mode thing going on. Party Hardy. Party Hardy. <laughs> no puns intended, or maybe they were. But <laughs> we actually um, had Matt Hardy coming out talking about who possibly attacked him mm-hmm. last week. Um, was it MJF? Was it the inner circle? Could it have been Guevara? Could it have been somebody? Could it have been Brody Lee? You know, but he said that his attacker definitely wore a mask and he used something cylindrical like a pipe or a bat to injure his leg. And guess who came walking on out with a bat? Well, he called out Jericho and he's like, you could be called the demo god, the million viewer man, but you're an asshole. You'll always be an <laughs> asshole. You'll always be an asshole. Um, so... And Jericho came out. Jericho is Matt's prime suspect, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um... I like how Jericho was like mocking him and going, Oh, happy birthday, man. Who gives a shit about that? Like... <laughs> But he um, had, he called out Matt and even told him about Guevara. And lo and behold, we had Guevara making a comeback. I was actually shocked by that. I didn't think Guevara was going to be coming back immediately. Yeah, I agree. I didn't think that, I thought he was going to be out a lot longer, but I guess his injury wasn't as serious as Matt's injury from the pay-per-view match. But hey, Matt's but, back. Why not Guevara? Yeah. Matt was hurt a lot worse than Guevara was. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Jericho was like, you know, I would not even hit you from behind. I'd do it to your face. Yeah, if I was me being who I am, I would just hit you right out flat in the front of your face. Yeah, he was no making a lot of threats. You. Yeah, he was, he was making a lot of threats to him and even though Matt Hardy stood his ground and he's like, you know, I may not be clear to fight, but I'm here to tell you that I ain't going to be um, taken over and pushed around or anything like that. 
and we actually had Quinn stop Matt Hardy and saying, you know I what? got this. I might be clear to fight. I'm clear to fight. Yeah, I got this. Don't worry about it. I got this. I got this. And he says, I'm clear to fight. Let's go. So you started challenging Jericho. Yeah, but then Isaiah came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, 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 bro. I got this. Yeah. So um, I'm actually, I'm shocked that he challenged Jericho to a match next week. Yup, he said he's gonna make him the champion bitch before next week. We got a 23-year-old versus a 50-year-old for next week. Yup, oh, for tomorrow. Go. Put it that way. Tomorrow night. Yes, we keep forgetting. This is Tuesday night. We're recording, and we are going to do a review for Wednesday night Dynamites on September 30th for Thursday. So we hope to deliver you the podcast by at least this weekend, Friday. Um, so we have Isaiah Cassidy, who is 23 years old. <laughs> like he's, you were just saying, yes. he's from Brooklyn. Yo, um, he's a BK boy. Um, I'm actually interested in seeing this because we always see Cassidy as a tag team wrestler, but I don't think we've ever seen him in a dub as a singles competitor. No, and we have yet to see Isaiah be a singles match. I definitely look forward to see how he competes against Jericho. I think, I don't think he'll win, to be honest. I think it's definitely going to be Jericho for the win because they're giving Jericho the one and one. I think it's going to be a DQ. I think. Yeah? Yeah, I kind of feel like Hager is going to fucking interfere. Oh. And then. Maybe Guevara might interfere. Maybe Guevara, one of the two. And then Quinn will come out. Exactly. We don't know if Matt Hardy is going to be able to do anything, but. Hey, someone else might come out also to make the save. I don't know. Who else do you think would come out? Ah, that's hard right now. That really is. How could you say that then? (laughs) I'm I'm just shooting. Yeah, so. I think it's going to be exciting to see them competing against each other and seeing how it even goes. Maybe nobody will interfere. Maybe they will, like, do be dominant in that sense. So, speaking of domination... What about domination? You want to talk about FTR? You know, ugh. I feel the same way Matt, Matt Jackson feels about FTR. I could care less, but... Don't break my phone. Don't break my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I will not break your phone. Because <laughs> I can't even afford my phone. <laughs> no, but FTR did come out with Tully, and Tully even shouted out that the crowd sounds amazing. Like, you know, this is a division that has a genuine, real crowd, not one that is scripted just as much as their own division is. Not a video game crowd. It doesn't sound like a video game console crowd, yeah. Because I've been (laughs) in that dome filled with thunder, and let me tell you something. What thunder? Because it ain't sound like there was no thunder they in that They stealing dome. your thunder. Oh, I'll tell you I that see, much. I see. Telling you they when to cheer. Telling you what to do, when to do it. And you're the domi to be able a to... domi. <laughs> wow, a thunder domi. You're a domi to give in to that Copyright kind of... right there. We're copywriting oh, Thunder Domi. Don't you dare take that shit, WWE. Because you know if you do, we Vince got it on record. This is a technical like, copyright. He's going to be like, you guys can't do your podcast no more. I own your podcast now. We're going to be like, oh, man, Jericho, save us, please. So, you know, um, FTR. Come, please, please save us. <laughs> okay, yeah, come yeah, back F- to FTR. Sorry. FTR is, uh, they're coming up with new rules for their own tag team matches. Yeah. First, the first rule was that we've already seen over the past month or so the tag rope now since they're tag champions their title matches are going to be 
20 minute tag matches. Yes, they shorten the time from 60 limit. to 20 now. They're calling it 20 minute brush with greatness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brush with greatness. So, anyway, so. This could be their way of defending <laughs> the titles the way that Cody was defending the uh, TNT guess. title. I it's just a heel version of it. Yeah. Put it that way. I'm just still hating on them. I just, I don't know what it is. I'm just like, man, whatever. They don't, I don't know. I, I guess it's the old school thing. It is the old it's school a, thing. It has to be the old school thing, I Look, think. I have the appreciation for the old school. Yeah. I grew up with the old school. Yeah. I grew up watching people like Road Warrior, Hawk, and Animal. I grew up watching the Four Horsemen. I grew up watching DX. I grew up watching the Rock and Roll Express. I've seen all these old guys. Yeah. And it is a slower paced kind of match. It is a more powerful kind of match. It's more of a dance in the inner circle kind of match as opposed to yeah. a ballet. Put it that way. I yeah, I, I, I could see that, definitely. Um, but yeah, like regardless they have this whole new change now going on and they change their time limit and they also get to pick their opponents now which are you happy with their new opponents for tomorrow night well they called out scu at first and then they even called out the young bucks but Mm -hmm. once they mentioned the best friends we had trent and chucky come out and they were like, yo, what are you talking about? Because they were talking shit about their fight with Proud and Powerful. And Trent came out saying that that wasn't a street fight. It was a war. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree. They put up both both teams, both all four men put up a really amazing, like, street war. Like, they, it was uh, a street war. It that was, like, was the street match of the, the decade. Really crazy old school... Um, but yeah, best friends came on. They were like, "Oh, let's challenge you guys to a fight right now." And they, they actually out. <clears throat> yeah, FTR. You see, this is why I don't like it. They they over here going, "Mommy's not here to help you out." You know? Oh, okay, fine. Go get a ref. Go get a ref. And we thought the match would start, but you know, we hear boos from the crowd, natural boos. And you know, they said, "No, no, we're not gonna start. We're we're they're self-claimed champions. They're the top guys." And they said, "Top guys are out." You know, so I was just like, oh. I, but I did like and enjoy when Chucky called them weenies. I do love it. <laughs> I, I do love, love their way. heel demeanor. I do love He's a their weenie. build up. They get people hyped up to see a match and then bam, they're out. It's like, nah, we'll give it to you when we want to give it to you. Okay. Um. Yeah, but yo, I love it that even best friends also like started to say this is how you do it and they ended up hugging it out you guys want to really hug hilarious. in the opening this is how we really hug this is how we hug and you know we had that zoom out which i love personally i love when they do that it's so hysterical so funny but sadly we are not getting best friends versus ftr tomorrow we not we're what getting S- we're, we're still getting scu they called out scu we're getting oh, them versus scu so they even you know, though FTR best friends are no more contenders they're challenging their own competitors uh, which yo, why are you gonna do that if you're gonna have one number one contenders and everything you're gonna go through rankings there's two titles right now that aren't going with actual rankings that's kind of bullshit right there but yeah. um that's just me that's just me um but yeah they, but, it was a good uh little promo for regardless you know i don't mind i love ftr i love best friends i can't I love wait FCU. to see them against against best friends for sure 
Like, I'm, I'm going to be like, uh, SCU versus FTR, right? Whatever. I'm not, I, I'll be honest, I think, I'm not excited for that. I think you're going to be a little more shocked. Okay, let's see. The only person up in there I like is Scorpio Sky, so I don't know. Let's see what I don't even think Scorpio Sky is going to be fighting tomorrow with them. I think it's going to be Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Oh, wait. He's not part of SCU. Sky is part of SCU. SCU is three people? Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> Today I learned. Um, I'm learning an awful lot every time we podcast, though. So hey, That's the reason why we do the podcast, so that you and people like you can learn as well. Exactly. And that's what I want to encourage is that, you know, if you're just getting into it, it's okay if you don't know everything. And you shouldn't know everything because you learn everything along the way. And it's encouraging to hear other people starting, you know, to not hear. I mean, you listen to <clears throat> Busted Open very often. Mm-hmm. And those guys are veterans. They've already been in the ring. They've been around the ring. They've done it for many, many decades. And it's, you know, it's it could be sometimes a little intimidating. And people may not want to do, like, what we're doing. But that's what we have the purpose of doing this. You got to so start somewhere. Put it that it. way. You have to start yeah, somewhere. Exactly. And there's always room to learn and always room to grow. Yep. Um, but we had a crazy women's match that came up. Yo, my girl Thunder Rosa. Speaking of people growing. Yo, I love about, everybody except Sheeta, though. Let's like, talk about AEW's women's division growing. That is. And powerful, too. That's coming up. These women are. This is the division I love. This is the division that needs to be growing. Um, we had Thunder Rosa and Sheeta versus Ivalice and Diamante. Um, <clears throat> first off. Yeah, that was a great. Oh, my gosh. I really enjoyed this match. I love all the women. I like Hikaru, but she just is so underwhelming to me that she's like vanilla women, ice cream. She's, yeah, it's good, but it's vanilla. not like she's it's not the greatest vanilla. thing in the world. <laughs> I agree with you that she's a little vanilla. Like women like Thunder Rosa, Ivalice, and Diamante show so much dominance compared to Sheeta mm-hmm. that it's hard to really. Let let he could like really shine shine yes exactly so but um but I really love they how are all Rosa... veterans compared to her she did, I don't think has been wrestling nearly as long as any of them well Thunder Rosa is also a vet, uh, is new to the game isn't Thunder she like Rosa five is five years, years in she yeah. I think is maybe four or five years in okay Thunder so, Rosa is a prodigy though like. I, yeah, that okay, she, I understand. She has MMA current... experience, which is real fighting, so yeah. it's like, you're going to put on a better show if you've been in real fights. Yeah, but, you know, um, you have Ivelisse, who's been doing it for, what is it, 15 years? Just about, yeah, 15, 16 years. Yeah, I, I was like, that, uh, what? Because she looks like she's 20-something, and it was hard to believe she's been doing this for over a decade. Um, but I really love Thunder Rose's flag. I love that she was even, um, you even mentioned that she had the Road Warrior makeup on. Yeah, rest in peace, Road Warrior. Yeah, she... I love that homage to him. She played... I really do. That was a wonderful thing she did. I, I, I love that. It goes to show you that she really loves her field of work and what she does. So, getting into the match, it was, uh, Ivelisse and Diamante attacking... Thunder Rosa and here and Hikaru while they were holding their belts up, mm-hmm. which was crazy. Uh, yo, people in power gotta be crumbled down, don't they? Yeah, they were. Well, they showed their heel card for sure when they did that, and like they attacked them straight on, and they 
you know, they did a lot of um, good out of ring matches together too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they uh, we had Thunder Rosa and Hikaru attacking Diamante outside the ring. Um, we had Thunder Rosa dominating her, and you know, we also saw Ivelisse coming back in though with Diamante dominating on Thunder Rosa. So it it was a good like back and forth. It was a lot of back and forth between the two, the all four women. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of great dodges. A by, lot of great reversals. Yeah, a lot of great submissions by all four. And uh, at some point, Ivelisse actually dodged a hit, causing Thunder Rosa to hit Hikaru. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit! That's where gonna, the cookie's oh, gonna no. crumble. Yeah, I thought for a second that it was going to be Ivelisse to win, but we actually had Rosa hitting the Death Valley driver, and then we had um, Sheeta coming in versus Diamante, and Ivelisse tries to save Diamante, so there was a good, like... Can I say I love that Death Valley driver? Yo, she did a beautiful, like, she oh my god. Beautifully. She, she really does. Like, I, nearly flawless. I've seen a lot of people hit it. She um, did great. But... She does it so flawlessly. She really They're does. Really beautiful. She. They all have like great tenacity to them, to their personalities. All four women, and <clears throat> I just I don't know. My personal favorite of the four is really Thunder Rosa. Like she put up such a quite such a performance. For me, it was Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Um. um oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, you owe me soda. <laughs> But yeah, we had Sheeta hit the blue thunder bomb, followed by a running knee for the three count, and we had Sheeta for the win. Which uh, I wish it was Thunder Rosa for the win. You know I do, but you know what? Rosa's been getting a lot of wins lately, so they go figure for a win on the Sheeta's belt. Yeah, um, they gotta bring Sheeta sure back. I'm not sure how the these wins actually build up for Thunder Rosa. Okay. Um, with the rankings and everything. Yeah. But. I'm kind of interested in seeing. I know she hit uh, Thunder Rosa by accident. Yeah. So I'm kind of yeah. curious to see. Look, are we going to be getting? Uh, oh, they're definitely a gonna dual, have a rivalry. Are we going to have a dual title? Yes. Yes. A dual title would, match. That'd be interesting. Um, like champ are, versus champ style. Are we going to have a fatal a fatal four way title match a between true, these four? A uh, clash of champions, if I may. Oh. A true. That's rough. That's I rough. will fire back at that company as well, just like Eddie Kingston. He's my <laughs> <an> inspiration. <laughs> Shelly Kingston. No, was it Eddie Kingston? Yes, it yeah, was it Eddie was. Kingston. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was right. Okay. <laughs> it's everyone. But yeah, you everyone know. Does it. Um, right before we get into Eddie Kingston, though, we had. Well, first the... off, what? How would you rate this match? Oh, that's right. I didn't rate this match. The women's no. match. The women's match. I gave it an eight to eight point five out of ten. Really. Yeah, because I, I really, lie. I really liked. You know what it is? Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse did it for me. Okay. I was, I was underwhelmed. I felt very underwhelmed. I, I gave it a seven un- out of ten. I was looking really wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was looking very much forward to this match, and it wasn't really exactly what I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be Same. a lot longer. I thought it'd be a lot more pay-per-view worthy that's what i thought pay-per-view caliber this is this this is definitely a pay-per-view title card you know uh hikarushita and thunder rosa versus ivelisse and diamante but you know i'd be honest with based on how this is i just want to see thunder rosa back at ivelisse together like i just want to see them back you know 
back at it as singles. Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse or Sheeta? Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse. Wow. I mean, you know, it's going to be obvious, though, that Thunder Rosa is going to be against Sheeta. Okay. You know, like, I, I see that already building up because, like, that's why I said the true clash of champions kind of thing. But I don't think Sheeta's going to give a great performance the way Ivelisse does. Do Ivelisse you does think we can get a fatal four-way winner-take-all double title match? Whoa, that's asking for a lot. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. Look, with... With the uh, rankings, definitely not. But hey, maybe we get another a rematch between the four women, and Evil it's, hits Diamante by accident. Mm, yeah, like, maybe wait, they might be the reversal, you know. So uh, I'm looking forward to see how this actually goes forward and how the story progresses between the four of them. Hey, um, was it what I expected? No, mm-hmm. I have hyped these women up. Week in and week out lately. I but, um, have to. Uh, I was very underrated, well, very underwhelmed by what I saw. Yeah. I still give it, I still um, stick with my ape rating because I love that it was, it was a good match on both ends. Like, they did great with, like, how two of them dominated over a single person when they switched up everything, when they did all these different exchange of holds, these different submission, these the like flippy floppies. Yeah, it was crazy. It was it had me a little bit on my on the edge of my seat toward the end. More towards the end than the beginning. Yeah, it, it was, was a strong slow start. Strong ending, slow start. Yeah, I agree with Much that. Much like a hangman match. <laughs> yeah, see, it was a the slow start. The men can start do it. I want to see the women be able to do it. And I think they did a great job with it. They definitely performed. Okay. So um, now we have uh, Jericho was backstage talking yes. to Alex Marvez. Yes, he was talking to Alex, and he was getting interviewed about Isaiah challenging him. And who came up? Of course, of course. M- who decides to be an entrometido and M-J-F. come in? F. Motherfucking MJF. <laughs> Look, I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know what's happening with this. Oh my gosh! But have you seen that meme of like they put their fr- their faces on Step Brothers? They're so AEW's they're... version of Step Brothers. <laughs> they they're gonna be <clears throat> this new generation of like. Did we just become best friends? But you know, I like how they continue to gas each other up. Why did you call me a loser? At the same time, they said, but why did you call me a loser? And they started arguing. But, you know, I like how they were, like, saying... Oh, I was just calling Tony Schiavone a loser. Yeah, oh, I was telling, I was telling my limo driver was a loser. And they, so they were calling other people. Put Tony Schiavone, man. <laughs> Look, to me, this was a dick-sucking contest. That, oh, they this are was still... Total dick sucking contest. It's, really? You think so? I think I don't know. I think it's a it's a little bit of both, um, sucking and measuring because um, it's dick like... measuring contest. Sure, dick sucking contest. Sure, um, <laughs> it was a little of both. You could be right, but to me, it was like, all right, where is this leading up to? Because we have Matt Hardy and Jericho going at it. Then you're gonna have MJF in the background. This is a little interesting I right now. I think I think that MJF is building up to get away from the Moxley spotlight and go to some uh, someone else. So that's why I think he's starting to kind of banter with Jericho a little bit because he's possibly on the lineup against Jericho after Isaiah. Well, what did uh, MJF say last week? Maybe he's got to find himself a group. 
Oh, and be part of the inner circle. I don't know. Maybe he's looking oh, to become part man. of the inner circle. I would love to see him sneak his way into that so that he can betray them all. I mean, if he does, does that mean that Wardlow's going to leave him? Because he wasn't by his side, was he? Oh, Wardlow, Wardlow wasn't was around. nowhere to be found. No, Wardlow is somewhere else, you know? But, I don't uh, know. To me, um, this is a little weird. I'm, I Yeah, they both said, thanks, Dasha. Dasha Gonzalez was Oh, it was Dasha. Yeah, and they both said, they both ended it with a thanks, Dasha, because they basically ignored her the whole time while they were doing their little band. Oh, of course they would. And uh, we're going to be actually celebrating 30 years of Jericho on October 7th. So That's next week. Next stay Wednesday. Tuned, stay tuned for that. I don't know. Maybe that might be a way where MJF comes into play and bashes on Jericho if he doesn't start joining the inner circle. Me personally, I just think that uh, we're going to be seeing... Uh, MJF going to different groups and putting his uh, two cents in places. Oh, okay. You know, like maybe maybe next maybe next week we'll see him come (laughs) face to face with FTR. Mm. Maybe we'll see him come face to face with with Jungle Express. (laughs) I don't know where they're gonna go with this, but he's going somewhere and he's looking for a new group. Uh, Let's see. I don't know. He keeps saying Little Wolf, and maybe he's looking for a pack, but maybe he's looking for a pack to like destroyed hey, that wolf pack know. mentality yeah so after that interview and promo we have our main event which was john moxley versus eddie kingston this is something i have been talking about for a while so i, so, I, I was so excited i kind of called this yeah um a couple of weeks ago i said it would be interesting if we see kingston in the championship match because right. we've only seen him in championship matches or no more contendership matches. We haven't seen true, him true. in any other kind of matches. And you know what? I love that. I was kind of right. He got I, I'm going to gloat a little bit. I'm going to gloat. It wasn't any of my doing, but I'm going to gloat. I put those energies out there into the world. <laughs> we got Kingston versus Mox. Was it the match that I expected? Kind of. Didn't mean for Archer to get Do you want to talk about a dick measuring contest? This match was a dick measuring contest. This was definitely... A crazy ass match. It was definitely, it, I would definitely mar- mark it as like a dick measuring contest where, you know, <clears throat> they are both, you know, they haven't done the, they've done this before. They fought before mm-hmm. based on the commentary that everyone was giving, especially Jim Ross. He was mentioning that this isn't the first time CCW. these two have been at it. They have been at it in CCW, is it? Yep, CCW. Yeah, so they had a really good start and they had like slap wars and chest slaps at oh that slap fest was yeah great. that slap fest like made moxley almost bust open too like he was kind of almost yeah, bleeding. i want to see you take that many slaps against each other not no no thanks, no, I'm good. No, no i'm good they could they could go do that they, they <laughs> you know they they, they could handle it you know but, but look they want to slap for slap yeah kingston each, showed a lot of aggression turnbuckle though, for know? turnbuckle they threw each other into barricade yes. for barricade they threw each other yeah they, they were, literally were like playing horse though it <laughs> was know? them playing horse you're right <clears throat> you know they we had kingston throwing moxley into a table and the chair and they, he even threw the judges by him like he did a i love the way like he was really aggressive he was stuff. showing his czw days like his ah, crazy days all which, right but yeah, That's they, where they both come from. I so also love that they even mocked each other's I my back. <laughs> 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 they were holding their backs and you know, they we saw them like holding their backs a lot, like aiming at their kidneys and mm-hmm. um but they did a really great banter back and forth That's, like with their um, Kingston hitting a suplex to the outside. Yeah. Followed by Moxley hitting a suplex to the outside. Okay. Then yep. 
Yeah, they were uh, suplex for suplex, right? Yep. Back and forth at it. They they were like literally a wheel, just like going back and forth like a cartwheel. And for me, someone who <clears throat> is actually a fan for both of them, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, all right, where's it going? Which direction are we going to stay in? Because usually you'll get like five minutes of the heel being controlled. Yeah. Five minutes of the face being controlled. Yeah, but they both were both toe down. to toe. They were toe they to were, toe. They were literally the in a tangle. Mm-hmm. They did They did so well and how they were flawless on their It was performance. very fast paced for yeah. the way it was too. Oh my gosh, it wasn't, it wasn't slow at all. Um, Me personally... I'm shocked by the way it ended. Uh, I kind of thought it was going to be like a, all of Eddie Kingston's boys jumping mocks. But really? Who do you think? I, I thought that it was going to end up being the Lucha Brothers, Butcher and Blade coming out, jumping Moxley. Oh yeah, but, but we um, actually had like... Mox actually won, yeah, shockingly. Yeah, Moxley used his bulldog chokehold and he made... Uh, Kingston tap out. No, Kingston never tapped out. I went back and rewatched the match. Are you serious? Kingston passed out. He passed out. The ref had to lift his hand. Oh, that's right. He didn't tap out. He, I think he looked like it. he was going to tap out, and he actually so we had, fell asleep. He we was, had Kingston okay. go on and on. I never got eliminated. Are now gonna, he's going to be like, I never tapped out. I never out. tapped out. <laughs> but you know what? I think they announced that it's going to be a triple threat for the title. Yeah, because we had Lucha Brothers coming out to attack Moxley. But then Will Hobbs comes out to defend Moxley. And he attacks the Lucha Brothers and Kingston. Mm-hmm. You know, and we ha- we saw that the Lucha Brothers even did a super kick to Hobbs. Yo, that dual super kick between the two of them. Yeah, they, they I don't know. They made a... Matt and Nick look a little bit like kids the way they did it. I don't they, know. They can go super kick for super kick. Oh, okay. All right. I would like to see that one day. That'd be interesting, actually. I can show you a couple of you things. Know? They put on some crazy, crazy matches. So, yeah. Then we had, like, Darby coming out. Yeah, Darby came out for the save. he was trying to, you know, he was on Moxley's team. So, we had... Of course, we're like, okay, of course, Starks is going to come out. And who do who comes out? Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Ricky freaking Starks. Yo, Ricky came out with a strong spear, though. Like, he, did. he made Darby fold in a... half, which Darby's not a big dude, but neither is Starks. But yeah, no, that spear was he's, very strong. He's always very aggressive to Darby. And I don't know if Darby's just letting him, which I, I could see it because Darby is. Um, Sort of a masochist. <laughs> like, he he seems way. like he loves pain. Like he got struck down with the uh, skateboard last night. Um, well, last week. Yeah, he like uh, Ricky Starks was actually using the skateboard on Darby Allen, and he was like pinning him down with it. And we had um, even Taz came out. Like Taz came out, and he's like you know talking shit, and it was like utter mayhem. And you know Kingston came back to consciousness, started yeah, pummeling Mox. He put him into a chokehold himself, and he was talking mad shit to all of them. And everybody was on the floor. We had Moxley, Darby, and Will Hubs on the floor. And then Starks hits uh, Darby Allen with the Ro- Rochambeau. Oh, was that what That's it his is? finisher, the, yeah. Oh, the Rochambeau. 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 Like, I, I, I enjoyed this match a lot. Like, you know, there was, um, 
between a good beginning a, like a good middle ending and even like this finale with everybody interfering like i gave it overall 8.5 like oh, out of 10 you know i agree with you with that okay. i think for show closer for a main event 8.5 yeah very, definitely very nice closer um it actually got me very interested for tomorrow night because tomorrow we got darby allen versus ricky starks that's right. We're finally getting that singles match. We're going to see how they go at it. Hopefully, they bring a really good performance and no one gets hurt. They um, announced that. They get sad when they get hurt. I want to see them keep performing. That's their job, <laughs> yo. But it comes with the territory. I get that. They did announce recently that Eddie Kingston is going to announce who Moxley will be fighting tomorrow night. So I'm very interested to see if it's going to be either Ray Phoenix or the Butcher or that's the Blade. Right. That's right. That's right. Kingston is the one picking Moxley's yes, opponent. Yes, he's, right. he's picking Moxley's opponent for tomorrow night. Also, you think Ray Phoenix? I, I'm thinking Ray or Pentagon. Oh. I'm hoping. For, I'm hoping for Penta. Me personally. I think they've been hyping Ray Phoenix up a lot, so they should definitely bring up Penta. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe uh, we can get that Ray Phoenix Penta. Few going on, maybe one of them interfere in the match. Who knows? Oh, yeah, you know, you know, know. like we had uh, maybe we could Thunder have Rosa get hit by Sheeta. Maybe we can get the same thing happen with well, Ray they Phoenix. did, they they actually did have that happen. That happened in the pay per view. I say so, we keep it going. I don't know. I, I think I see, I could totally see something like Ray Phoenix coming out to look like he's trying to help him and defend him, but he interferes too much and distracts the ref. And then we have actually, um. Penta losing and uh, just a roll up. Yeah, probably gonna be just yeah, a roll up. A, a simple roll up, or maybe he'll even hit him with his finisher. Like Moxley will hit him with his finisher. So um, overall, for last week's show, I gave it a eight out of ten. I gave it like an eight point five. It was okay. really good. It was a really good night. I liked the women's match a lot. I love seeing Cody coming back. Cody is the big highlight in that game. As much as I hate FTR, they had a good promo against best friends. Matt Jackson always. Yeah, we have Matt Jackson being a jerk. Um, and of course, like, come on. Like, my boy Cassidy, Orange Cassidy. Like, Cassidy was oh the match of the God. night. He was, that was the match of the night. As I, always. I might sound biased. I might sound biased about him. But I just genuinely love Cassidy's demeanor, attitude. He's different from everyone else. I love how different he is. Can you say he's becoming the face of the company soon, slowly? I hope. So, because that'd be really great, you know. <laughs> I feel like more people know about him than they do uh, Moxley at this point. He's a bigger draw. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely shown like better, and when it comes to even talking and performing, you know. So I'm really excited for it. And so tomorrow night we have the card ready. Oh, what's the card? Tomorrow what's we do? have the return of Britt Baker's in-ring action. Yay! So we'll see. Britt Basura go Baker after. is coming back. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna have the uh, uptake with her and Swole. I don't know if that's gonna continue on or not. Okay. That might. Um, we have the tag team championships: FTR versus SCU. Um, A bunch yeah, of letters. Yeah. <laughs> All um, these acronyms, man. We got Isaiah <laughs> Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. I'm actually hyped for that. I am definitely hyped for Chris that. Chris Jericho always says he wants to build up. Isaiah, talent. But Isaiah's going to be quick against him, though. You know, like... Hey, Cassidy was quick against Jericho. Let's see how... Mm -hmm. uh, Ca Orange Cassidy It's is. a new Cassidy. There's a Cassidy yeah, and a Cassidy. Cassidy Cassidy's. versus Cassidy versus Cassidy. There's a lot of Cassidy's that Jericho was bringing that up. ever happened. Cassidy versus Cassidy. We have Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks, which that I'm very interested in. That's going to be a great, like... We're finally um, going to see Ricky Starks 
Shine Solo. Yeah, because he was in uh, um, tag team matches before, and like the last match I remember with him and Darby Allen, he got thumbtacks and skateboarded to his back. So mm-hmm. these these men both can take a lot of pain, and it's going to be interesting. I definitely think that there's going to be a busted open match. We got Orange Cassidy going against and... another member of the Dark Order. He's going against 10. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, snap. He's like going to call. Yo, Orange is calling out a dime. And He's calling out the dime. We're and... going to see Brody Lee's response from Cody Rhodes. Okay, yeah. You, um,. Yeah, or Cody Rhodes, Rhodes. responds to Brody Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Sorry, so I said that backwards. See. That's my dyslexia, guys. No, you Get did say it. it correctly. You did. You said, you know, his response from Cody. So, um, let's see what does happen. I look forward to the match. It's going to be exciting. We can't wait to do a new review for you guys. We thank you for tuning back in. And this next upcoming show, we'll probably have a show a lot sooner so probably in another two days we'll have the review show oh we hope to get it to you guys at least by friday morning the so latest we usually record at night time so that we can have um you know enough room to be able to deliver you guys a good review and a good prediction show whichever one that we're doing at the time and we thank you for your support and listening in if you guys are interested in following us on instagram we are at demonic phoenix you can always post anything there. You can always comment there, and you can um, shout us out if you like. Always, you can always find my artwork in dedication to wrestling at Demonic Lunacy, Demonic underscore Lunacy, yes. and you can always find. Uh, well, you can always... my video, my Instagram is private. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm not currently accepting any new followers right now i am simply keeping to this and i'm doing some other side modeling that is on a whole different like thing from this so if you guys want to reach me personally you could reach me at demonic phoenix if you want to email us though you can email us at demonic phoenix 85 at gmail.com that's also true you can send us an email we hope to hear from you and we thank you for your support and listening thanks for all the love (laughs) take it easy guys take it sleazy See you next time.